Not all financial advisors are created equal. Before you put your financial future in someone else's hands, ask them about their business model, their credential, and their vision for your money. So, that's why I spoke to James Goy Jr. James Goy Jr., a.k.a. the Attract Money Guru, is the author of how to attract money using mind power. He's on a mission to help people everywhere to lead more prosperous and rewarding lives. Let's talk purpose with James Coy Jr., the attract money guru. That's right, yeah. I just wanted to let you know how honored I am to have you here and how thrilled I am to have you speak on, on what you do and, and your books because you're quite an author established. Um, there's one quote I just want to go straight into. You know, it says, you said, when we have more money, we have more time, we have more resources, and we can really start to create. I love that. But there are some people, James, that would say, more money, more problems. More money, more unease. And um, there's a saying that, that, there's a saying that we would say something in Trinidad, I heard it in a couple of songs, um, <clears throat> money is not the problem. In a sense to mean, although you have the money, sometimes the problem will not go away. But I understand, from my own understanding, what the quote means. When we have more money, you say then we can you know, be at peace or more at peace. 
the U.S. flag. Certainly. And notice that I say that we can be more at peace. That doesn't mean that everyone who gets more money will be more at peace. Some people will actually be less at peace. So a lot of it has to do with our, our pre-existing um, mindset and also how we go about getting our money and things of this nature. But for people who do it properly and who get into the, the correct mindset, to me, what money represents is freedom. It's pure and simple. That That's what money represents to me. The more money I have, the more free I am. Uh, number one, not to have to do anything that <clears throat> I would go out to do just because I'm going to get money for it. In other words, a job. So I get to... <clears throat> um, do what I want to do, spend my time the way I want to spend it, uh, do my own creative efforts, which in my case is mostly writing. And uh, when we're doing what we uh, are meant to do and what we're driven to do and what we have a desire to do and we have the time and the wherewithal to do that, we can be much more at peace. We can be much more um, happy because we are living our lives how we choose to. And so the sad thing for people who are in financial is they don't have that freedom. They have to go out and work a job they don't like or do other things that if it wasn't for the money they're being paid, they would never do it. And and to me, that's that's not really a good way to spend your life doing things that you find distasteful or uh, being in a place that you'd rather not be for 40 or more hours a week around people that are not of like mind or that you don't have a lot in common with. It takes a emotional toll. It takes a physical toll. Um, and it's not conducive to happiness or to peace of mind. So uh, definitely with more money in my case, and with anyone who goes into it with the right mindset, we're, we are going to be more at peace. We're going to be happier. We're going to be more relaxed. And we're going to get to express more of our gifts uh, to the world, whether whatever that might be, philanthropic work, uh, charity, writing, you want to be an actor or whatever. If you have the wherewithal to do that, then you can do that. But certainly certain people who are fearful in the beginning about uh, money um, and, uh, at, you know, ill at ease and things like this, uh, that the money can actually exacerbate that. But I also would like to say that a lot of people make a lot of money, but they don't know anything about mind power. Even though everyone is using mind power, they're not, um, consciously using it. And therefore they think it's the law of the jungle. It's who you know, and it's what deals you make, and it's the current economic conditions prevailing, uh, conditions within your own industry. And so those people uh, will can tend to be very uh, fear-based. And so the more money they have, sometimes the um, less at ease they are, the more fearful they are. And the more that they have, the more they feel they have to protect and they're now afraid of mo uh, losing. But if you follow, uh, like I teach, the mind power way to attract money in harmonious ways, then definitely your peace and your happiness levels will will rise um, with that new freedom. And it, it gets to a point where now you're free. In other words, for most people, let's say, let's say $1 million would make them feel free or $10 million or whatever. Well, 
If they had 100 million, they're not going to be any more happy or free. You get to that level where you have your freedom, which is basically for me, where you get to you spend your time exactly how you would choose to every single day. Then in my estimation, you're, you're rich, you're wealthy, and you're free. And it doesn't matter what level of income that takes to get you there. And then everything on top of that is just you have more to give. You've uh, assured your freedom for longer into the future and things of that nature. I love the way you, you put it in terms of equating financial security with freedom. And it is. That's a headache that you wouldn't have. Why would I want to fight and just be surviving? That's stressful. I have to depend upon, you know, who I know and and whatever I get from that salary to me and to me. It's my financial security. The fact is a lot of people could you tell me how did you start this journey on um, attracting money? Certainly. Well I uh, I live in the USA. I was born in uh, New Jersey, which is on the East Coast. And um, when I was 19 years old, I came to the West Coast, to California. And within a short couple of years, I started finding books on uh, law of attraction type teachings, metaphysics, mind power, spirituality, and different subjects along this uh, matter. And so I really dove in and, and just made it uh, a passionate study because I knew it was the missing link to what I had always felt there was something missing. But uh, no, nobody seemed to know about it. And like, I didn't even know what to look for. But when I found this information, I realized this is the missing link. It's one of the most important things in human existence. The fact that our minds affect our environment. And yet I grew up for 19 years and no one ever mentioned it to me. And I realized later it was simply because they didn't know. They didn't know. My parents didn't know. My relatives didn't know. The teachers at school, nobody. And so they they couldn't tell me about it. Um, but I really, you know, made a study of it within the first uh, few years in California. I started uh, teaching, going around to the uh, metaphysical bookshops in San Diego County, all around the county and over in Sedona, Arizona for a while. <clears throat> and uh, but one thing when I was teaching mind power for manifesting that I would emphasize because it was important to me and because I saw it was a weakness with other people was specifically using money to attract, uh, using mind power to attract money. That was my greatest need in the early days. And I was just fascinated and, and emboldened and enlivened and freed up when I realized that most of the work had to be done in my own mind. And then the circumstances would start to fall in line with that. And then uh, eventually it was many years before I worked on the book for like nine years on and off between moving around to other states and things and being on it for a while and off of it for a while. <clears throat> but I wanted that to be my, my first book because I felt that if I can help people to be more prosperous financially, then it frees them up to be able to express their own um, inner promptings and leadings and however they're inspired to, to live their lives. I've, I've, written a lot more books now uh and they're they're a very highly uh, spiritual which people would think more in a sense than the original uh, book um but uh, also mostly uh, always with a with a eye toward manifesting in other words living a spiritual life 
and uh, being spiritually in tune with how the universe functions, but also with a practical view of of being able to demonstrate in your life the ease, the freedom, the abundance um, that you would have if, if you were free of the physical world. But having that kind of freedom in the physical world, and I believe the best way to do that is to not play the game of the physical world by its own laws and rules, you know, uh, your education, who you know, prevailing economic conditions and all of that, but rather playing the game by what you know and how you use your mind and apply that information. Because the the most important thing that we can know um, other than uh, more spiritual, you know, uh, for practical purposes in the material life that we're in, the most important thing that we can know is how our minds affect our circumstances, surroundings, and environment. Our minds have a direct effect on all of that. And the most important thing we can learn regarding our physical life is how that works and then how to work it so that we can get more of what we want, less of what we don't want, and be more of a blessing to other people. There's a saying that that goes like this. You, you, I'm sure you are aware of it. The battlefield is in the mind. Right. There's a saying that goes, uh, change the mind, it changes the mind. All in the way you think. Right. Um, the Bible goes on to say, um, speak things as though they were. Um, speaks about faith. How do you go on to change somebody's low mindset of themselves because as you said you didn't grow up that way you learned that by uh, by the people that you associated with your parents your teachers and stuff like that you had to develop this change or, or recontent how did that um, mindset come about and how long did it take you to really get it to say to the point I am confident in the way that I'm thinking I'm not thinking the way I used to I am assured now of who I am. Well, that's a great question. And it's very interesting. In, in my case, and I guess in the case of other people, it would depend on the person. But when I first came across this information and started reading it, I immediately knew that it was true. Like I wasn't one of these people, well, well, Sounds too good to be true, or I'll try it, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to work, or I'll try it to see if it works. When I read this, and I started being aware of how much literature there was out there, how long-standing these principles and techniques have been taught, hundreds and even thousands of years, the Bible has references to belief and the power of faith and all of this, I immediately uh, was free. Because I knew that now I had a hold of the information. I know what to look for. I knew what areas to study in and what areas to practice the different techniques of affirmation, visualization, thinking about the end results I wanted. So for me, it was immediate. Um, but for other people, I find, you know, some people are very closed minded. And if you tell them about these subjects, they just they don't want to hear about it. They don't believe it. And they're just you're not going to convince them no matter what. Other people are like me, and as soon as they hear about it, they say, wow, this makes perfect sense. I'm so excited. I want to learn more. And then there's other people that are in the middle of the road, 
and they are kind of like, well, I'm not, you know, maybe, maybe it could work. I don't know. Let me, let me think about this a little more and learn a little more. So it's basically three kinds of people. But I have determined and come to understand that my job is not to convince anyone of anything because they're going to believe what they believe. My job is to try to make sure that as many people as possible, I went 19 years without ever hearing anything about this. So my job, and recently I was on an interview with a, a, a woman um, just very recently who's who's way ahead, you know, in life. She's not as old as I am, but she's not a kid. And she only heard about this eight months ago. So she went through almost all of her life. Uh, I don't know how old she is, but she's been married for 24 years, if that gives you any idea. Uh-oh. So she went through most of her life to this point. But then when she found this information, it uh, it came alive for her and she believed in it. And now she's having guests on her show like me. So I don't see my position as trying to I'm not a salesman. I don't want to try to convince anyone of anything, but I want to make this kind of information available to as many people as possible so that those people who are open to it will know that the information is available. And then from there, I see my job as helping those people as much as possible to make the distinctions, to understand the science behind it, to understand the process, and then to work it in their own lives. And so I want to make people aware, and then I want to help them to um uh, use this understanding of the power of the mind to the highest degree that they are capable of. But in between, everyone's free to make their own decisions and there's no right or wrong. Some people will just think it's the law of the jungle, the mind with it. Other people are open and those are the people that you can give a little more information and then they'll be on board. And then other people um, are, you know, right away, they just see that this, I, this is for me. I, I believe this and I want to learn about this. And so it's very, um, it takes all the pressure off of me because I have no really responsibility. Like there's nothing I have to do or I'm supposed to do. I just do what I'm guided to do. And then all of, I know that the right people will hear the right information at the right time and to improve their lives. I just have to be, I have to always be open and in a position to follow my inner promptings to uh, be able to get my information out to those people. Everything else is I let it lay and and fall. The dominoes fall, however they fall. That doesn't concern me. My I have to do my part. That's what concerns me is doing my part. Everything else works out the way it's supposed to. And you're doing a good job. In fact, you're doing a great job. You are giving of what you know. Because I mean, you don't accept it for yourself. And be live in uh, San Diego and be contented with what you've earned and what you've achieved. But you are sharing this information. So let's get into some practical, uh, if you know them. How does an individual actually apply what you are teaching in their life? So, so I'm here today. I'm listening to this podcast, so I'm looking at this video, and I'm saying, you know what? Today I want to make a difference. Today I want to try. Today I, I think I, I just got an awakening. I believe I could make it. I believe I could be better. I believe I could be rich. I believe I could attract money. What are some steps for this individual who is at this point now saying, okay, I'm ready. What are some steps for this individual to take now, today, 
right at this moment to start that journey to attract wealth. Right. Well, if they've already actually made this first step of desire, it's the first chapter in my book, they desire to have more, to be more, to give more, to accomplish more. If they have that in place and they are open to the philosophy and the concept that they can use their minds in ways that they never imagined, not just to affect their own actions and habits and abilities and what they recognize as far as um, opportunities and things, but actually to go out from you and and make uh, uh, events and circumstances mold into what they need to be to bring your understanding. In other words, they really understand that the mind has power beyond the individual. It does things out in the environment. If, they, if they've come to that point, then that's where we can start with them. And so the first thing I might, uh, for today, I, I might tell these people is it's all mind power uh, regarding what happens to you in your life. And there are four uh, basic um, mechanisms or tools to use so that you can have what you want and live your life the way they want. And, and it's to understand how mind power works. And so we have thoughts, we have feelings, we have the images that we hold within our minds, and we have um, the words that we speak. If people can just remember that, four things. Feelings. Thoughts, feelings, images, images, which is in our mind, and uh, the words we speak. And the words we speak, yeah, very powerful. People don't realize that they are talking themselves into success or into failure, into abundance or into lack. Every word that we speak, it comes out of our mouth and it exposes how we think and what we believe. But we have one mouth and two ears. It goes out of our mouths, exposing what we think, but then it goes back in our ears, reinforcing what we think. But also other people hear our words. The universe certainly hears them, so it gives more power to our thoughts. So if our if our thoughts and feelings and the images we have in our mind are positive and uplifting and our words match that, then that gives our... Uh, our uh, approach to creating those things even more power. On the other hand, if we're doubtful and fearful and um, lack confidence, and those are the words that we speak that, um, you know, points that out, then we're increasing that. So all day long, we're going, th this is what I want people to know. People say, how can I learn to use mind power? And what I like to tell people is, you're already using mind power every single day, and you are a master at mind power because your life is exactly what you have created with your mind. You have had thoughts and feelings and images and um, been speaking words for decades upon decades in some cases, and you have created around you the results of that. So the only problem has been. Yes. That you haven't understood that you're a mind power master. You haven't understood that everything has unfolded exactly as it has because of how you've used your mind. Once you understand that, and then you start simply using your mind in a different way. In other words, you don't think about what you don't want to happen. You think more about 
how you would like things to be, because that's the mold that the universe will start to uh, coalesce its energy and your energy around. And you don't think in terms of uh, where you can't accomplish this, or you don't have the ability for that, or you don't have a, the education or know, or know the right people for something. You think more and feel more that you can accomplish what you want. You already have everything you need, which is not of this world. And if you use that properly, your own inner spiritual energy, then everything in the outside world will fall into place. We, we just have to get the horse before the cart. The mental part of it, the spiritual part of it is the engine. That's what drives it all. This world, really, and, and quantum physics and the, and the masters of spirituality and the gurus, they all know this, that this world, in, in a very real sense, is an illusion, is a dream. And I tell people that what's real is the spiritual, is the world of thoughts and feelings and, uh, and consciousness and energy. Everything we see around us, the chair, the desk, the computer, what came from thoughts and emotions uh, behind that and images and then words. And then we, we think and feel and image and speak these things into existence. But what I like to point out to people is that all of these things I'm talking about, they existed before they existed. We created them somewhere else first, and then we saw them here. Nothing that's here did not come from there. Everything is projected from the spiritual realm. And I, and I like, yes? So James, what, what do you say to the person that says, you know, James, I, I know what you're saying, but the, the position that I'm in right now, I didn't want to be here. Uh, a few years ago, I, I looked at myself achieving this, having this, and today I'm not that, not that way. I never envisioned myself in this position. Broke, down, bones. So what am I going to do? I never wanted this to happen, but it happened. What do you say to that individual? Right. Well, a lot of people think that they uh, think positively. But the more you talk to them, they say, well, I, I had these dreams and, and I think about it. And But when you start to ask them, well, what specifically have you done in the last three years? For three years now, you've had this uh, vision of being this or that. And, and what have you done? And they will say, well, another, and when they come to this point that you're talking about, they're already kind of resolved to that it's not going to happen. Right. They're like, no, nothing has worked. I had this dream, but that's mind power. That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If they don't think it's going to happen, then they are creating it not happen. If they're making uh, contingencies and fallback plans and all of this. Um, and so I would ask the person, did you study mind power? Do you visualize? Do you use affirmations? Do you write your goals down? Do you try to always speak as if, it's one of the techniques in the book, speak as if those circumstances you would like to be true either are now or will be true. And if you really talk to these people, they're not doing it. They're not working it to that level. And they're kind of proving to themselves that uh, this doesn't work. I mean, some people actually say, 
uh, I'm sure this isn't going to work and I'm going to try it so I can prove it doesn't work. But they don't understand the great power of their mind. Uh, right after in my book, the first chapter is on desire. The second chapter is on belief. The third chapter is on expectancy, which is which is a crossing a line into a whole new level of belief where we actually come to expect that the things we want are going to come about. And, and it, when we do that, we just naturally start acting as if they will and all of this. Expectation. If you talk to the kind of people that you're saying, there's a few years and they're saying nothing's worked and maybe this doesn't work or whatever, they, they have zero expectation that they're going to accomplish what they want to accomplish. So mind power, you, you really have to work the steps. You have to understand the great power of desire, which if it's strong enough, to will drive you to learn what you have to learn and to do what you have to do and apply these principles and the power of belief in yourself and in the principles and that you can accomplish what you need to accomplish. But also that all important line in the sand expectation. If you don't come to expect that the things that you want actually will happen, then they're not going to happen. And so a lot of people, uh, they know some of these techniques. I always tell people, I, I say, mind power for me is not a hobby. It's not a practice. It's not something I do half hour in the morning, a half hour in the evening. It is a lifestyle. It is a way of life. It is a moment-to-moment -moment process. And so people that you talk to, if they're three years or five years in and they're trying to do something, and they haven't, they, if they're in the right mindset, they'll, they'll be expecting it to happen. And they won't say, why hasn't this worked? They'll be saying, yeah, I'm three years in. I'm five years in. I know I'm going to accomplish this. I'm not going to stop until I do. And so just from the question they ask you, you see why it's not working because they don't have the right mindset and they haven't brought themselves to where they actually expect it to happen. Today we're speaking to James Boyd Jr. If you need more information on him, his website is www.jgoyjr.com. Today we are discussing how to attract money using Mind Power. That book is available on Amazon or wherever you will get your book. James, there's another part that you speak about. Speak as if. Speak as if. So that is getting somebody from where they are to where they want to be. And you just touched on speaking and changing your mind and your words. So you go a little bit in um, the messaging behind speaking as if. See how to attract money. Right. Well, um, I have a chapter in the book on it, uh, Speak As If. And, uh, you know, I have 160 quotes in my book. I collected up hundreds and I whittled it down to the 160. And I like to read a couple of them um, during interviews sometimes, especially for this subject, because speak as if, which the way I teach it for attracting money specifically is that you always want to uh, try to speak as if those financial circumstances you want to be true either are now or will be reality. And the other side of that, as a caveat is that you don't do the opposite. You don't speak as if the financial circumstances you want to come about either are now or never will be, in other words. But here's a, a quote, and it shows some of the, the duration of, of this information. Uh, this is from a book that came out in 1914. 
It's more than 100 years now. Um, Julia Seaton, the book is called The Science of Success, and she wrote, if we listen to the words of the failure multitude, we will soon learn that by their words, they are justified and condemned. And then uh, Georgiana Tree West from Prosperity's Ten Commandments from 1944, the laws of mind go into operation through our words. And here's one I love. It's uh, a funky little book from 1905. It's called Mystic Words of Mighty Power. The author is Walter DeVoe, and he wrote, Thoughts are living things, and spoken words give to thoughts a body of physical vibrations, which makes them still stronger, end quote, which is something I touched on, that when we voice things, we make them, we make the, the vibration of those thoughts and feelings even more powerful. And so I like to tell people that there's many facets to mind power, but the techniques are so um, uh, effective that you can pick just one and focus on it and um, have very good results. Uh, many years ago, decades ago, uh, we were $10,000 in credit card debt, and I used one simple affirmation. All of our credit cards are completely paid off. And four to six weeks later, received a gift, not a loan, a gift for $10,000. That's an example of taking one technique, affirmation. But remember, once we start understanding how mind power works, I wasn't just doing, I was, I was only focusing on the one technique, affirmation. But as I was affirming, I was also having the images of what I wanted. I was visualizing. I was also thinking about the end results I want. That's another chapter in the book, Think End Results. I was thinking and feeling as if those things were already true. And it's the same with uh, the speak as if technique. If we're speaking as if, as we're speaking, we're having the images as if. As we're having those images, we're having the feelings and the emotions that would be associated with that if we had it. In other words, we're seeing this great abundance or this accomplishment. And so we're starting to um, feel that. We're seeing the end results that we want, thinking and feeling as if they are already here. We're building ourselves up and our belief. The more we believe we can have it, the more desire it'll build, which breeds even more action and more mind power work. We cross the magic line into expectation where now we actually expect it to work. And and then uh, another chapter is um, act as if. So at this point, when we come to actually expect, we start to act as if without any, um, um, you know, having to push ourselves to do so. It's a natural outcome of expectation. So I'm just showing how you can pick any one of these. Affirmation was one example. Speak as if is another. And focus just on that. But as a, as a direct result, you're inadvertently and automatically and by default doing all these other techniques. So I would tell people, if you resonate with speak as if, start doing that right now. If that's all someone got from this interview, is that they no longer speak about things that they don't want as if they're going to be what's reality and realize that they're speaking their reality into existence, financial and otherwise, and just change the way they talk. They will, by default, be changing all these other mechanisms, their thoughts and their feelings, their images, and they will start, they will transform their lives with just that one technique if they focus it and really started to live and breathe it. I love the way you put that. 
um, you wrote here, for you, speaking should not be a careless, aimless process in which you say whatever comes to your mind. Speaking should be a mindful, purposeful process in which you think before you speak. Say what you mean and voice what you want to make real. So you just explain basically what you were saying in terms of your credit card debt and then you you paid it off because of one, uh, some affirmation that you made in just a few weeks. And then you realize that by speaking, then you start to act. And that's another chapter you said. Act as if, you know. So it, it, it from speaking, then you became what? More purposeful as what you write here. So the, pro- the process became more purposeful for you to start acting as if. Um, but before you speak as if, definitely you would have to think. Think as if. Think as if it's already here. And to the question that I was about to ask you, what you answered um, in terms of how does an individual change your overall mindset to attract money? And basically, it's by the way you think. So how do I build a positive money mindset? Because there's one thing to build a positive mindset. There's another thing to build a positive money mindset. Because some people have the, you know, told us that money is bad. Money is not all that good. Only, you know, probably the people who are schemish or, or dirty handed, they are the ones that get money. So money, it, it, it looks like a, you know, like a bad thing to a lot of people or, or, or too much of money. So how do I now change my mindset or, you know, have a positive mindset about money? Right. Well, it's a very important uh, subject, uh, money mindset, and it's very early on in the book, uh, chapter four. Um, and I opened that book with a, a quote from Napoleon Hill from Think and Grow Rich, which was published in 1957. Quote, yeah. fortunes gravitate to men whose minds have been prepared to attract them just as surely as water gravitates to the ocean, end quote. So the first thing to understand is that our money mindset will act as a magnet, either attracting or repelling money. And our money mindset, to simplify it, is basically every thought and feeling, and of course our words and images will be a result of that, but the foundation of it is every thought and feeling that we that we have that has to do with money in any way, shape, or form. And we want those uh, thoughts and feelings, if at all humanly possible, to be positive. If we can't bring ourselves on certain issues to be positive, then we want to strive to be neutral. And we want to try to avoid, at all costs, being negative about money. And so it requires a little further explanation. When I say having anything to do with money in any way, shape, or form, that includes other people, your neighbors, how they make their money, how they spend the money, the government, taxes, corporations, okay? There's all of these things that people complain about. And if you listen to them, you'll probably find that they're right. Like a lot of their gripes are true 
A lot of things are not fair in the system. But what they don't understand, if, if they're not mind power practitioners and understand uh, in, in a deep way the money mindset itself, is that every thought and feeling they're having, having to do with money in any way, shape, or form, is either empowering their money mindset or weakening it. And so you alluded to, you know, things like the, the people, they, they feel like uh, rich people are bad. Or if people are very wealthy, they've had to compromise their morals or, or they've had to take advantage of other people. And certainly they're right. A lot of people with a lot of money, that's the world they live in. They take advantage and they see scarcity and they have to take from other people. But we want to get rid of all of that because there are also good people who attract a lot of money in good ways that benefit other people without taking advantage of other people. That's what we want to understand, that money itself is not good or bad. It's just a medium of exchange in modern society. It's a thought. It's an idea. It's an agreement. I mean, it's numbers on a computer screen or worthless pieces of paper or coin. There's nothing behind it but the fact that we all agree, you know, if you have $100, then I'll give you $100 uh, worth of potatoes. We can switch. It's only because we agree on it. It's not good or bad, but what's good or bad concerning the individual is uh, how they get their money and what they believe about their money and also what they do with their money. So, But the main thing is to understand the concept of the money mindset. Again, every thought and feeling we have to do with money in any way, shape, or form, we want it to be positive if possible neutral if not positive and try to avoid negative thoughts and feelings having to do with money in any way shape or form if at all possible and by doing this we will create a very very strong magnetized money mindset which is a part of our overall view of life how we see life how we believe it to be when we change the money mindset at that core level to that positive degree with an understanding of its attractive power then then the universe just it's so um amazing to watch that the universe will just clear a path for you money will come to you i've had money come to me in just amazing ways that i couldn't have orchestrated sometimes at my lowest financial times and that's and that's a point too uh in ways that i couldn't have orchestrated when i was doing the affirmation to get out of the $10,000 in credit card debt, I didn't figure out how to do it. I didn't figure out how to get the money. I didn't even try. I didn't think that there was anything that I could think of. I just trusted the universe to do it. And this person that gave us the gift right about the time that I started my affirmation, their whole life started changing in such a way that four to six years, uh, four to six weeks later, they were in our home, in our presence, starting a whole new life of their own now with all of this money they didn't have control of before. And then that's the person that wrote us the check. So the the money mindset is is really a, is an, a philosophy. It's a way of being. It's a way of looking at life in the world. Uh, regarding monetary issues. And if we get that right, then the finances and the money will be right. If we don't get our minds right, then you might make a lot of money. You might 
do some big business deal or whatever, but you can uh, end up losing it. It's going to end up being more of a curse to you. You're not going to have any peace. You're going to be afraid of losing it. If you do it in the right way, in a positive way where it blesses everyone and it's all based on a positive mindset, then the universe will help you. It will orchestrate events and circumstances to help your finances get to you. It will help to protect them once they do get to you. Uh, and it's just a magical process, really. Having a positive mindset, uh, getting your thoughts correct. I saw you have a quote, thoughts, I think. Is it, a, is it like, like literally building something? In form, in form of a structure in your in your mind to to rely on when you say towards the things, what do you mean by that? That phrase. Well, uh, which part? Your your voice broke yeah. up a little. Yeah, um, I was saying. You said I'm, I'm seeing a quote here. Towards the things. Um, is it is it literally? I'm ha I have to build like a structure in my mind to. To now rely on on what I, I I transfer in my mind to be thinking to extract this money now. What do you mean by thoughts and things? I well, I understand uh, what you're saying, like building a structure in your mind. That that's a really good way to put put it because not only uh, see our mindset and what goes on in our own minds is what makes us or breaks us regardless of what's going on in the world at large. So if we build this structure, as you put it, um, that's positive and attractive and includes the elements of what we're trying to create and the belief and expectancy that we can do it and all of that, that is the power house and the power source. But another element of that is that almost no one around the average person is going to be at that level of understanding. So their friends and their family and uh, their work, uh, people at work, co-workers and the media and uh, all of these other sources yes. are going to be working against that positive mindset and dragging it down and telling you, well, well, you know, times are tough for everyone and you can't do this and you don't have the education and mind power is just pie in the sky. So we've talked a lot about. Uh, building the proper strong money mindset and avoiding the negative feelings. But another level of this is once you build this positive structure in your mind is that now you have to protect it. And the way you protect it is simply by uh, repelling and keeping out things that are not like it, things that will tend to weaken it, things that don't agree with it. Once you've decided what you believe and you've decided that it's right and it's true, and you also understand that most people around you are going to be of a different mindset, then you need to be prepared and understand the process of subconscious influence. Because when we hear information, which really, the, the word information is not even accurate. It's more like, um, you know, opinions, right? When we hear the opinions of other people, if we hear those enough, that's one of the great uh, influencers of the subconscious mind is repetition. So if we keep letting this negativity in, no matter how much of a mind power master we think we are and how positive we think we are, if we let enough of that in, 
it's going to drag us down. And so we need to build the powerful structure based on our understanding of mind power and exactly what we want to do and accomplish using it. The other side of that, which is very important to come up as well, is now we need to protect ourselves from things that will tend to weaken that. We have our structure. It's like we're, we're in our castle now, in our mind, and we have a moat around it, and we can put the drawbridge up or down to let in what we want to let in. And if there's a, an invading army of negativity coming and they want to tell you why you can't do what you want to do or why the economy's terrible and nobody can make money or whatever, then you just pull up your drawbridge. But in reality, what are you doing? drawing your drawbridge you're you're not watching those shows you're not listening to that radio commentator who's always negative you're spending less time with your associates and friends who tend to think in those negative ways even family we love our family and we interact with them it's our job our duty and our great blessing but if there's uh, people even on our own families that are extremely negative we cannot subject ourselves to being bombarded, like, you know, uh, being on the phone with Aunt Tilly for two hours, letting her tell you how terrible everything is. If you have to talk for two hours, if you have to be on the phone for two hours, most of that should be you telling her why it's not that terrible and how good good things are. It'll help lift her up, but it also keep keep you up and not let you be dragged down. So, and that's, I have a, a chapter in the book on environment, and that's a big part of our environment is everything we see and hear. And what we see and hear from other people can can drag us down or can lift us up. For, but for most people at this level of understanding, most people around them are going to be at a lower level with a harmful consciousness. And so we have to actually um, specifically seek out those people who resonate more with our beliefs and our dreams and our visions uh, for the possibilities for ourselves. I really enjoy this interview. It's going terrific. You see, I was just about to ask you, um, how do I uh, defend this new mindset that I just harnessed? And you just answered the question. Right. Basically, basically, people who start something, but they just don't follow through. You know, I'm starting to think differently, but then life happens. Then, you know, the bill comes. Because, I mean, just because, I'm having a new way of thinking. Doesn't mean everything around me will change overnight. The bills will come every month. You know, the negative economy, the negative news, it's still coming bombarding against me. And I was just going to ask you, how do I defend myself? So I'm happy that you answered this this question. Great. Um, I, I, I don't know how much time we have again, but I want to ask you this question again. Self-image. Self-image. You have a chapter on self-image. You have a quote here which says, your self-image should not depend on possessions, position, money, or social standing. It should not depend on any outside or inner being, though it can include such factors. Now, I, I know we are speaking about empowerment and upliftment, and attracting money. But here you are now saying your self-image should not depend on possession and position and money. 
Would you care to go a little into that? Certainly. Um, yeah, and our, our self-image is very uh, important and pivotal because we need to have the self-image not only of a person who is capable of accomplishing and attracting what we want to attract, <clears throat> but also of a person who is deserving of having that. And on the human level, <clears throat> our self-image can include things such as uh, possessions, position, money, and social standing. Part of our self-image should include that, but not depend on it, because all of those things can be taken away. You can lose your money. You can lose your social standing. You can lose your possessions. So they can be included, but if your self-image depends on those, then if though you lose those things, <clears throat> then your self-image becomes one of a person who doesn't have them, and now they can be gone forever. But if our self-image is based <clears throat> on our spiritual understanding of ourselves, and if, and if that's the foundation, then the money, the position, the possessions, the social standing, all of that can come and go. But if our self-image is on a strong foundation, a spiritual foundation of understanding our intrinsic worth, value, and power, then that can never be taken away from us. And so that's why I say your self-image can include these things, but it should not depend on them. And indeed, when it does include them, it helps us to attract more because we see ourselves as people with money, as people of high social standing, or as people who have these possessions. That's, that is a wonderful part of it. It helps. So it can include them, but definitely not depend on them because if you depend on it and you lose any of that, your self-image comes down with it and then you you're, will find yourself incapable of recreating that success until if and when you bring your self-image up to the point where you can do it. It's not you accumulate these things and accomplish these things and then have the self-image of someone who has these things and has been able to accomplish them, you first have to have the self-image, which is the foundation of what you do and what you're capable of. If you have that as your foundation, then you can lose fortunes and recreate them because you still know you have all of the power and ability that you had to create them in the first place. So, it could go in terms of even if I have the wealth and I lose the wealth, the wealth didn't make me. I made the wealth. So the self-image of myself, I am going to use what's in my mind, what I already built inside, to attract it to myself again. So the money, the title, it didn't make me. It's not who I am. Who I am is, is, is greater in, inside of me. So by my thoughts and by my action and by my words, I could now recreate wealth and attract wealth back to myself. Is that, is that what it means in that Exactly. <clears throat> you did it once. You know you can do it again. And then you just go uh, through the steps uh, once again to do exactly what you've done before because you haven't changed. Your assessment of yourself 
has not changed. Uh, but another interesting angle of this that I'll, I'll toss in here is that people, the mind power techniques, all of them are, are very effective and powerful. So even if we don't have the proper uh, self-image or a strong enough self-image to support certain amounts of wealth or whatever, we can actually use the mind power still to attract them. We can win a lottery, which most people lose, you know, like most of their money within like five years of winning money. Why? Because their self-image is not at that level of a person who should have that kind of money. So we can still use the mind power techniques without bringing our self-image up uh, to par. We can attract a lot of money, but we're not going to be able to hold on to it. We're going to we're going to even subconsciously self-sabotage ourselves by spending too freely, making um, uh, irresponsible uh, investment and business decisions and all of these things. So you can use affirmation and visualization and you can attract a lot of money. But unless you have that foundation of the money mindset of a person who's capable of it and not only capable, but deserving of having it, then you're going to have a hard time holding on to it. It, the money itself will become more of a, a a curse and a burden than a blessing, and it's not going to be long lived. So uh, that's why my book covers so many different areas. Um, it seems like a lot, but it's it's really each one is just another piece of the puzzle to to put together so that you know you you can do the work, you can have what you want. You have developed yourself to a person who can do it and who deserves it and can hold it and uh, not have the negative effects of it. And so uh, so because some people will just grab one technique or there's books on, for instance, affirmation or there's books on specifically. I remember a couple, one I one or two I quote in a book specifically on uh, visualization, for instance, and they'll get this technique and it's very powerful and they'll use it. But unless they bring, you know, their their self-image along for the ride, they're going to have a very bumpy road down the road because it's like uh, giving sharp knives to babies. They're, they're not equipped and prepared to handle the power of their mind. They've learned a technique or two to use that power, but they're really not ready um, to use that power. Again, the example of people who win the lottery, they get tens or hundreds of millions of dollars, but they're not prepared to handle it. They don't have the self-image of a person who can handle it or who deserves it. And if you look, I love to watch these stories, you know, there used to be an actual show, The Lottery Changed My Life. And there's some videos out there. I I was watching one just very recently. Uh, It was what what happened to 10 specific lottery winners, you know, several years later. And it's always amazing how many of them not only lose it all, but they end up worse off than they were. And they, they regret having won. Can you imagine you win? $250 million, 10 years later, you're broke, you're in further debt than you were 10 years ago, and now you have no friends, and your family hates you, and like everything's been destroyed. You quit your job, now now you're jobless. I mean, these are the types of things that happen because people 
have not brought the self-image, the common sense, and the knowledge of mind power along for the ride. So I say set that foundation first. Then when the money comes in, which it will, if we go back to um, uh, Napoleon Hill, fortunes gravitate to men whose minds have been them just as surely as water gravitates to the ocean. So the money will come if we prepare our minds to attract them. But we want to be ready for it when it happens. Because if not, we're going to learn some hard lessons and we're going to suffer some losses that we could have avoided. This book is a must-have. Um, this book is so powerful. The man is so powerful. He is James Goy Jr., best-selling author. How to attract money using mind power. I want to let, um, encourage everyone who is listening and those who are looking right now to get a copy. If you want to get in contact with, with James, his website is www.jamesboyjr.com. So send him my email, james at jamesboyjr.com. And the book has very, very interesting chapters, desire, belief, expectancy, money mindset, money goals. Think and result. Think and feel as if. Speak as if. Personal energy. It goes down. And uh, get the book. Laws of money. Organization. Environment. Visualization like what you were just speaking about. Affirmation. Very powerful chapters. And we've already been speaking for almost an hour. Uh, James, I'm really, really enjoying this interview. I... I salute you. You are indeed the how to attract money going. You are in, in depth, you are precise, and you are very clear in terms of your messaging. And um, by the way, do you have any like testimonials of, of people that, um, that got in contact with your book and, you know, their life has changed that you want to share with us? Well, you know, or, or as time goes by, I receive um, emails from people. Uh, some of the most interesting ones are where the people say, I ordered your book, and then I had, all of a sudden, somebody gave me this gift of money or a car, and now I can get to work, and they think it's a coincidence. But I explained that it's not a coincidence. You became aware of the information. You believed it could happen. So you started thinking of larger possibilities. You believed you could do it. So you ordered the book and you started visualizing and expecting more. And so you had, so it's so powerful. The human mind is so powerful that you can actually start attracting even before the book gets to you. Um, I remember one salesman, uh, years ago who, uh, in one month, he just, I, I forget how many times over he had, um, you know, multiplied his income by just putting the few um, uh, techniques into into play. And a lot of people that write me, they're not, uh, they don't give me numbers, you know, like I don't know how it is in the rest of the world, but in the United States, people don't really talk about, oh, I'm worth this much or I made that much. Like, you know, money is kind of a more private uh, subject, but uh, I recently heard from someone who uh, basically attributed to my book completely um, transforming his life financially. And um, and sometimes people are amazed at how quickly it can happen, like, you know, literally before you even get the book. 
But certainly when you, when you start, um, understanding the process, it's all, it's all explainable. It's all common sense. And in the book, I back it up with hundreds of quotes from other authors and other books. Um, it's just, it's going to work. It's going to work for you. So, but my own story, I haven't heard any stories yet that exceed my own. For instance, one time, um, before the book was published, the year before the book was actually published, I had already been working on it for years. We'd already attracted six figure windfalls, uh, but our money was gone again. And we were $50,000 in credit card debt. And I actually quit my job. We were close to losing our credit cards. I actually quit my job to focus on the book, but also doing all the techniques I was writing. In other words, I went out on complete faith and I acted as if I was already a successful self-help author. And within a three-month period, we received two six-figure windfalls into the house and paid off easily paid off the $50,000 and then we're in the black and that's... 12 or 13 years ago, and, and I've been free from a job ever since. So I haven't had, heard any stories from my readers yet. There may be some, but remember, for every story you hear, there's a hundred people that had great things happen that won't write you. Most people are never going to write you. But I personally haven't heard, uh, uh, for instance, two six-figure windfalls within a, within a three-month period. Um, but it's... It, it really, it really works. A lot of people just praise my book and they don't give me any, um, you know, uh, specifics, but you can just tell by the way they're talking that their lives have, have literally been um, transformed. And uh, as far as, uh, you know, my book right now, uh, I'm not sure about in other countries, but in the United States, um, if you go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble or uh, Kobo and things like that, where they sell ebooks, the major ebook platforms. Not only how to attract money using mind power, but all of my books are free. So like someone can go to amazon.com and they can download literally every book I've written, except for Attract Money Forever, which they can get free on my website. So uh, at this time and until further notice, they can go to these various platforms, get every book I've written in ebook format for free. And I, I encourage people to do that. Get them now. It just takes a few minutes and then just read them at your, at your leisure. And, but if money is uh, an issue for you, then definitely make how to attract money using mind power the first book you read. And uh, from there, you'll attract the money you need and then study the other books because it's so much more to mind power and to spiritual power than we could discuss in, in one book or in one interview. But um, I have a total of 11 books. Uh, two of them are song lyrics because um, I'm a, a songwriter. So two of them are of my song lyrics, but nine of the books are very solid, practical, uh, useful ways of uh, – not only becoming more spiritual, but using your spiritual power to have a good uh, and abundant physical life. And right now, they're all free um, if you can access those platforms. So I encourage people to do that. So I would encourage you right now, go to Amazon.com, check out James Boy Jr. and get all his Kindle edition ebooks for free. Basically, it's for free. The power, the supernatural power of thoughts, how to attract money is in mind. So I'm saying aware 
power functioning. There's a whole list of books that is available. So whole stack. Get, them, <laughs> get them get them for free on uh, PDF format. And also while you're at it, it's Christmas time. Get a book for yourself. Get a book as a gift for a friend. This is an excellent um, gift idea. It's some of uh, some good teaching and very good words. And if you really enjoy this interview, send us a message. Send James a message. Tell him what um, what the book got to you. And James, as we come to the end of this interview, last words to you. I would tell people that um, mind power works. And that with the state of the world today, as individuals, we need our mind power more than ever. We need to learn how to use it and to use it to overcome all of these obstacles in front of us. And for the individual, I want to say, not only does mind power work, but it can work for you if you work it. So learn the techniques, apply them. You will transform your life financially and in all ways, but also you'll be a wonderful blessing to all of those people that, that are affected by you. You are such a delight. I really enjoyed this interview again. I want to do it again. I mean, you have more books, so probably if you are available, we could definitely speak about more. I know you have more chapters that I would have liked to go more in-depth into. Um, but thank you again for doing this. It has been a pleasure speaking to you. I I love the look. Oh, I love the way you. Speak. I love the way you speak, and I, I know you're the real deal. So definitely come again. Come and be a part of what we are doing here. Thank you for for your input, the powerful uh, your words, your wisdom, and definitely I I hope that somebody that's listening on or somebody that's listening to this podcast. Their mind will change to a more positive mindset, and they will know. And especially in this time that we are in, this pandemic time, this very lonely time, this depressing time, a lot of suicides are happening. That somebody will hear these words, and they will apply to their to their mind, and they just rejuvenate and, and just become a whole new person, a more attractive person in terms of power and mindset. So, thank you again, Jay. Well, thank you very much, and I look forward to being on with you again. I really enjoyed it. Thank you again. You have a, a nice evening. By the way, have you ever been to Trinidad? I have not. Actually, I mean, I've been kind of aware of it, but today I actually, uh, before our interview, I looked it up and read about uh, Tobago and Trinidad, Trinidad-Tobago yeah. area, and was looking at pictures and Google and everything. It looks beautiful. It's a beautiful place. I personally love Tobago more. That's a personal preference. But yeah, it's two countries. It's, it's, it's two islands, one country. It's a beautiful place. Have you ever been to the Caribbean? I haven't. No, I've I've been uh, I've been to. Uh, of course, I live my life on the mainland USA. I've been to Mexico a few times many years ago, and I lived over in Hawaii for a while. So. Hawaii is as far off the mainland as I've gotten thus far. Hawaii is beautiful, but it's nothing compared to the Caribbean. The Caribbean well, is a different feel, a different you know, atmosphere, different people altogether. So 
whenever you are in Trinidad, know that you have a friend in Trinidad. So, well, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Welcome you to our country. So, thanks again. You have a, a blessed evening. Thank you. And you too. Thank you. I appreciate it.